Hello, and welcome back to the Grace Fuels Wife podcast. I'm your host, Beatrice Vargas. I'm so excited to be back here with you this week because one question I've gotten a few times, several times after someone has heard my story is, how did you know that God was speaking to you? How did you know what he was saying? And also in my own life, hearing the voice of God has been one of the most important gifts that I've been given to help take me through some of those storms and some of those trials in life. Naturally, then, when I discovered today's guest, Jenny Lee Samuel, who is a podcast coach and preacher, I knew that I had to have her come on the show and share some of the wisdom that I've gleaned from listening to her. Are you sitting in a marriage that feels empty? struggling to connect with your husband maybe you're telling yourself you're just sticking it out for the kids and what really keeps you in the marriage is god if this is you i've been there my story is your story i want to help you reconnect in marriage and feel cherished again Hey, I'm Beatrice, a Jesus-loving wife and mom. I've been married for 15 years, but for the past 10, I've actually had the affectionate and connected marriage I've always dreamed of. What happened the first five years? Well, I was busy telling my husband all the things he was doing wrong, like how he needed Jesus and he needed to make me happy. We tried marriage counseling, small groups, all the things we were told that would make our marriage better nothing worked and we separated how did i turn it around well that's what you'll learn in this podcast proven skills to communicate better create more intimacy and be a grace-fueled wife so if you're ready to finally communicate effectively with your husband so you can stop fighting and be on the same team again this podcast is for you now grab that journal and let's jump right in As you'll hear in this episode, discerning the voice of God has been one of the most important things that I've done for my own life and my own marriage. But part of what makes that really helpful is having other mentors and friends, other women in the faith, really being a part of a community that you can talk to and come to a place without judgment, because that is oftentimes when we need to hear God the most. So if you're interested to find a community of other believing women who will help you through any struggles that you might be going through in your marriage currently, that are going to do that without judgment and that are really going to hold space for you, I'm going to invite you to come join me in the Better Marriage Masterclass. You'll learn to speak to your husband in a way that doesn't just say the words that you want to say, but actually communicates the values, the feelings, the emotions that you want him to understand. You'll learn how to improve your marital intimacy by having this effective communication. And you're going to learn to set loving and healthy boundaries so that we're not being a doormat at home, but we're still allowing for this open, loving communication and connection. I can't wait to see you there. Check it out at thebettermarriagemasterclass.com. That's bettermarriagemasterclass.com. Jenny Lee is the host of the Java with Jen podcast, hearing God's voice for everyday life, where she normalizes and makes practical the Christian value of learning to hear God's voice. She has a globally ranked top 1% podcast, a program that is listened to in over 80 countries and has hosted over 60 guests from all walks of life. 
Many of her audience has said that listening to her show feels like sitting down with a cup of coffee or tea to talk about the things that matter in life in an authentic, disarming, and encouraging time together. And that's just how she likes it. Her passion for helping people has expanded to include training aspiring podcasters and helping them get their dream podcast created in just 10 weeks with Jen at their side coaching guiding, and cheering them on. She teaches them all the smarter, not harder essentials for recording, growing, and monetizing their shows without the guesswork for doing it all on their own. No wasted tears, money, or time here. Her program is built to take students step-by-step, one bite at a time, so it can be built into their lives, even alongside a full-time job or kids without the overwhelm. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you so much for agreeing to come on this show, Jen. I'm so blessed to have you here. I'm so glad to be here, but I'm over here dying because I'm like, dang, I didn't realize my bio was that long. I'm so sorry. No, you're good. You're good. It's important for me, for my listener to know, I don't just have any old person on this show. Most of my episodes are just me talking. But really, I like the listener to know that I try to be very discerning with who I invite onto the show and who I share with my listeners. I only invite people on this show who I feel like there is a huge level of value that you have to bring. And this conversation, I think, is going to be phenomenal for my <laughs> for my listener. She's married. She might not be in the best place in her marriage right now. And when I was not in the best place of my marriage for a time, I felt lost. And I felt like, what am I supposed to do? Like, he's walking out on me. Like, what am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to say? How am I supposed to talk to him? At least nowadays, there's coaches like me who can help uh, someone walk through that process. But for me, there was no one. For me, there was only God. I had my Bible and that was it. And like maybe a couple of other books. And even with that, I had to discern what was going to be helpful for me and and what wasn't. And um, what I've realized since then is that having God in my life talk to me and direct me has been the biggest gift because I've made huge shifts and changes and I left my corporate job and I started a podcast and all these crazy things that why would anyone ever do that, right? And I did that all because at one point or another, God had gave me a direction and I was just walking in obedience to that direction. And what I want my listener to walk away with today, and I'm sure she will, is, wait a minute, God gives us direction. How do we even know? I'm going to just ask you a few questions because I know you are a master teacher in this. So I I really benefited so much from listening to you teach on this. So for the woman who is out there going, how do you hear God's voice? Mm -hmm. What would you say? Yeah. So this is a very common question because when we say this to people, hear God's voice, automatically our human experience overlays an expectation, which is, oh, I'm going to actually literally hear something, you know? And so my poor, my son, my second son for years and years, like our family, we talk about hearing God's voice and listening to the Holy Spirit and all this. It's a normal part of our family culture. And, uh, and he would get so upset and he's like, God doesn't talk to me. I don't hear God's voice. And, and I asked him like, what are you expecting? And he was like, I just pray and it's silence. And so I had to teach him like, okay, God's speaking to you, but he speaks in in different ways because he's a spirit and he's speaking to your spirit. And so teaching my son and then other people that I come across, like you're developing a new sense, if you will, like you're learning how to communicate with the spirit that God put inside of you, which is a different set of 
um, function than our physical senses. And so for me, very practically speaking, it's simply just an idea that comes. Uh, my son the other day, my oldest son, uh, I was sharing a prayer request for a friend and he told me after after worship practice, he was like, mom, I feel like God might have spoken to me that I need to go on a fast. And I was like, what made you think God was speaking to you? And he goes, well, the idea just came to me when you were sharing the prayer request that I should go on a three-week fast. He goes, do you think that's God? And I was like, well, I don't think your flesh or the devil would encourage you to go on a three-week fast. So yes, I think that's the Lord. And so sometimes that's what it is. It just You just get an idea out of nowhere or an impression. There's multiple different ways people can distinguish God's voice speaking to them. Um, it can be, I found that especially early on when I was learning, instead of my thoughts formulating like one thought at a time, like is the human experience, I found that when it was a thought from God, it kind of was like the whole thought all at one time, the whole impression, or sometimes it'll come in pictures, like flash imaginations, like an image in your mind. Um, Sometimes it's a gut instinct that just kind of won't let up. I heard someone else say that if you have a recurring thought that comes kind of out of nowhere, at least like two or three times, pay attention. That may be the Holy Spirit. Um, When we had flooded with Hurricane Harvey years back, I was packing for the boys. And I remember I had the subtle thought to grab their like infant, um, like special stuffed animals or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so I had for all the younger boys, but my oldest was like 13 at the time. And I was like, oh, I should go get his doggy. And then I was like, no, he's 13. That's ridiculous. And then I had the thought again, you should get his doggy. And I was like, no, he's going to think I'm dumb. I'm not going to do it. So I had that thought two or three times not knowing our home was going to completely flood and we were going to lose everything. So that really was the Holy Spirit trying to help me go, hey, something meaningful. And it's not of eternal value, you know, but it was something the Lord knew meant something to us. So that's another example of simple ways that we could hear God's voice. And so it's really a journey of learning to discern when it's his voice versus um, our own soul or outside influences. And the beautiful thing he speaks in lots of different ways. So it's kind of an adventure. Yes, we'll get into that. I definitely want to ask you about that because I think some people are very much attuned to the spirit and others aren't just it's maybe not their natural gifting to be as attuned. And I think I have a, a little bit more of a natural gifting where I'm very sensitive to the spirit in anything. I could touch a doorknob. I'm a real estate agent by trade. If I'm walking up to a house, I can touch a doorknob and know if there's something off with the house or in the room or whatever. I'm very attuned to just what's going on in the spirit realm. I can't explain it. I can't see it. I just, my spirit knows, it, right? Uh-huh. And so for, for me, it was very natural to be like, Obviously, that was God talking to me, but I uh-huh. think for other people, maybe it it might not be. So I think that's important. There's two things that I want to get into for the listener, and you can go in the direction you think is most appropriate next. One of them is going to be, A, you had touched on this. We hear from God in a lot of different ways, right? Mm-hmm. So how are some of the ways? I know you've taught on that. And then B, how do I know that I'm hearing God or not like myself? And you had just touched on this too, or like, God forbid, like the devil trying to tell me to do something. So you can answer that in the order that you think appropriate. But those are two things I definitely want to touch on. Yes. So, I mean, learning to hear God's voice, I, I will say, and I didn't mention this initially, is that one of the most important safe ways, which kind of answers both questions, 
to learn to hear God's voice is through the word of God. The Bible says that the, the word of God is the more sure word of prophecy. And so when we go to the word, that is our safeguard. Because, I mean, you can get, uh, and sometimes in prophetic circles, people get a little, a little weird, you know, <laughs> and they're like, oh, I felt it in my guts and it was God. And it's like, oh, you know, so, I mean, there was a our church that we're at right now, years back, some man drove his car through the front of the church. And he said, God told him to do it. So, I mean, you can get weird stuff happening. So that's why it is really, really important that when you're learning to hear God's voice, you have a foundation in the word of God, because he speaks through primarily his revealed word. He will speak to us, especially in those things that aren't literally in scripture, like, I don't know, like, who should I marry? You know, that won't literally be in scripture, but he, so he does speak to us uniquely, but the word of God is really, really essential. And so when you have a foundation of the word of God in your heart, it sharpens you like the word says in Hebrews that the word of God is sharper than a double-edged sword, penetrating, dividing between soul and spirit. And so the word of God allows us to discern between our soul, which is our own mind, will, and emotions, and spirit, which is the voice of God in the spirit. And so the word of God helps us to develop that discernment. And so that is one of the most essential ways to recognize, is this the voice of the enemy? Is this my own carnal desires? Is this the voice of culture? Is this the voice of religion? Or is this the voice of God? And so there are voices, things that send messages to us all around in our life. And so learning to distinguish the voice of God, you cannot do that successfully without a healthy foundation in the word of God. So if in doubt, start with the word of God. And if you need guidance from the Lord, say, Holy Spirit, lead me to a scripture that will speak to me about this and show me in your word what you say about this. And so that's one of the safest places to begin for sure. I love that. For me, often that'll happen where I'll sit with a piece of scripture and it'll just well, what'll jump out at me for whatever reason, or I'll be stirred in my spirit to kind of meditate on that scripture a bit. Mm -hmm. And for me, one of the things that helps is I journal on it. Yeah. And next thing you know, I start journaling and what I end up journaling has nothing to do with like the actual words of that scripture. But I realize like God just revealed to me an entire thing about my life yeah. in this moment, just by taking me through the journey of what does this scripture say? Like, what is he talking about here? And I see it's become such a, a beautiful thing when I just allow myself to free write and say, yeah. okay, a lot of times when I'm working on content for the podcast, I just will let the Holy Spirit just tell me, what should I be asking? What should I be talking about? What should I say in this place? And allows my words to be spirit led. And so uh, same thing when I'm journaling, it just, I feel like it's kind of the Holy Spirit kind of just coming through in that and God really um, presenting a picture for me. It's really quite beautiful. I want to encourage people that as they're learning to hear God's voice, the Bible tells us to test prophecy. And the reason why is because the Lord knows we're learning how to recognize his voice. Back in the Old Testament, they had burning bushes and, you know, things like that. I mean, we do see, though, even in the Old Testament, they did have moments where God would just speak to them, even without a burning bush, you know. So there's always a measure of having to learn to discern his voice. And so um, one thing that I encourage people is if you feel like you're hearing God's voice, don't get caught in the trap that's like, if I question it, that's doubt. Or if I question it, that's unbelief. No, no, no. You're supposed to question it. You're supposed to test it and evaluate. Is this the voice of God? Because if we take action on something we think is the voice of God, but then it really wasn't, 
you know, God's grace covers that in quite majority of the time. But there's some times that depending on what you feel like you hear God saying, if you take action on something and there's a lot of risk involved or a lot at stake, then you need to use wisdom. And so um, some of the ways that you can test to answer your second question, test what is the voice of God, is that A, you always measure it against the word of God. How does it compare to the full counsel of the word of God? Um, And so that's really when that's, again, goes back to the foundation of having the word. But if you're not sure what the word says, sit down on Google. What are some scriptures about blah, blah, blah? You know, get in your Bible, look in the concordance in the back. What are some scriptures? Look up keywords, but start to dig in or go to your pastor and say, can you give me some scriptures that are related to such and such topic? Don't be afraid. If you're unsure, don't be afraid to test it. So go to the word and test it against that. Secondly, sometimes I'll put out a fleece and we see that with Gideon in the Bible. He was like, okay, God, if this is really you, then I want you to do this to confirm this is really you. And some people are of the belief that that putting out a fleece is unbelief, but I don't believe it is at all because it's me testing to ensure that I'm hearing from the Lord. I think that he honors that I want to protect the purity of what I'm hearing and taking action on. And so putting out a fleece, if you're really unsure, and especially if there's some risk involved, that's always good. Um, Another way you can do it is run it by your spiritual leaders. If you feel like God is speaking something to you, um, and you're just unsure, go to your spiritual mentors and say, hey, what do you think about this? You hear the voice of God. Does this sound like something God would say? Kind of like my son said to me, I think God's telling me to fast. Does that sound like that would be God? And I'm like, well, yeah. So I helped him in that moment learn how to judge um, whether that was from the Lord, which brings me to my fourth way to test, which is look at the fruit. Like, is what is being spoken to you something that the enemy would tell you to say or something that God would tell you to say? Like, My son doing a three-week fast, the enemy is not likely to tell him to go on a three-week fast to pray for someone's healing. (laughs) That's not really his MO. You know, the Spirit of God would. And so if you look at what fruit, the Bible says that we know a tree by its fruit. An example, dramatic one, but an example is, should I have an affair? Okay, A, we know what scripture says. (laughs) B, what fruit will that produce? That will destroy your family. You know, and so there are some, that's kind of a a silly example because it's so obvious, but there are areas that you can look at that you can say, okay, what kind of fruit will be produced by this? And so if it does not produce the fruit of the spirit, then it's not from the spirit of God because whatever the spirit of God does is going to produce the fruit of the spirit because if he's in it, it's going to produce love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control in whatever we're doing. So those are the four ways that I really point to. I'm I'm sure there may be more, but test it against the word, look at the fruit of it, run it by a mentor. And I don't remember what the other one was that I just said, but (laughs) there's your four. (laughs) There's your four. I love it. So you talked about yeah. Hearing God through his word. Um, and then you talked about how we can test what we think we're hearing from him. But I know there's some other ways that we hear from God besides reading his word and having revelation from that. How are some of the other ways that you would let the listener know they should look out because God does speak in these other ways? Yes. Oh, well, it's so beautiful. So you have, just like you have natural senses, you have spiritual senses. And God will speak through your natural senses and your spiritual. He'll se- He'll speak through all of it. If you've ever like, um, you know, been outside and suddenly this butterfly just flits across and, and it just gives you life. And then, then the Lord just impresses this idea on your heart. He used that moment to speak to you, you know, or I like I remember uh, when I was in high school, I was I was fundraising for a missions trip. 
And I was still quite a few hundred dollars away from it. And it was to go to New Zealand for the summer. And my mom was just like, you're not going to make it. And she was all stressing out. But in my heart, I felt peace. And I was like, I'm pretty sure God's going to take care of this, you know? So I get in the car to go to work. And I just remember I was hearing my mom's voice of, um, normally she's very full of faith, but in that moment, I think she just was wrestling. And so I heard her voice of unbelief and then conflicting with the faith in my heart. So it caused me a little confusion. And, uh, and I was like, well, Lord, I was like, should I, should I be believing you for this? Like, should I just throw in the towel? Like, what should I be doing? And so I turned on the radio and then on the radio, it says, and now live from Auckland, New Zealand, we're doing blah, blah, blah. And Auckland, New Zealand was where my base was for my missions trip. I'd never heard of anywhere, anything coming from New Zealand, let alone the very city I was headed to. And so even in that moment, the Lord used that radio announcer to confirm the faith in my heart, like keep believing for this. And sure enough, the day before I left, Someone called me and said, what do you have left that you need? And I told them and they paid the balance and I was good to go. And so the Lord honored it. And so the Lord will use unusual circumstances. Another one is like I am um, since April of 2019, I've been seeing 11 on the clock a whole lot. 111, 11, 11, 311, 211, 4, 11, 9, 11, and all the 11s. And so for a while, it was actually, especially when I was seeing 9, 11, I was like, Lord, should I be, should I be worried? I don't know what this means, you know? And so I was, I was picking up that it was a pattern and that the Lord probably was in it, but I just didn't know what it was about. And so I was like, Lord, I'm kind of getting a little nervous. Can you please send me something that will confirm or explain what's behind this? Because I don't understand. And I want to receive your message that you're trying to send, but I don't understand this as the first time in my life, patterns on the clock has ever happened for me. And um, literally it's been ongoing since then. And uh, and so that day I made a post on Instagram stories and someone who I did not know messaged me. And he starts off with, I perceive that you're a prophetess of the Lord. And I was like, nice to meet you. <laughs> that was a weird greeting, you know? So yeah. I, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, that's weird. Um, but anyway, so we got to talking and I mentioned, cause he, he said that because I guess the screenshot I had posted was set for 222 in the, in the corner of the photo said 222. And so he noticed that even though I didn't even notice that. And, uh, and so he, he explained what that meant. And I don't remember now. Um, but I was like, Oh, that's interesting. You understand that. And I said, I've been seeing 11s on the clock and I've been racking my brain, asking the Lord to help me understand what this means. He goes, Oh, I have a resource for you. So he sends me over an article that literally explains it. And I checked out the woman who wrote the article and she's legit and it explains it. And it was all about awakening and revival and the Lord's doing an awakening and, and bringing about, um, promises, fulfilled promises that have been in your heart and da, 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 da. And so it's been, and ironically, since 2019, I've been wrestling through just really difficult marriage stuff and, and really on the fence. Do I leave? Do I stay? Do I leave? Do I stay? And, um, and just from, you know, some very legitimate things. And, uh, anyway, so the Lord, all the while, every time I'd see that number on the clock, it's like, he was reassuring me, I'm doing a work. I'm doing a work. I'm doing a work. And it wasn't just about my marriage. It was about our family, about my marriage, about my husband's uh, emotional health, about our church, about what's going on in the nation. And it was about all these things. But all that to say, the Lord was speaking through patterns on the clock. I didn't understand it, but I knew Holy Spirit could get the message to me. And he brings me some perfect stranger off of the internet to send me the article that answers the question I had, you know? And wow. so 
God speaks through unusual circumstances. But the reason I, the reason I don't I don't lead with that is because that's where people can get weird about the prophetic, you know. And so yeah. that's why those things I I hold with a grain of salt, you know, like. It shouldn't be the make or break um, over the way you hear God's voice. It should be kind of like a side dish, like complimentary, but not the main dish. You know, um, another way God speaks is through dreams and um, dreams of the night or even awake visions. I've had some really profound awake visions that have been pretty dramatic. Um, and so that's a whole nother language and way that the Lord speaks that's so personal and intimate. And so I got into dream interpretation and I've studied that for years now. And it's been amazing. Uh, so many of the dreams I've interpreted for people, I'll, I'll be in tears because the message is so intimate and so personal and they're in tears because it just cuts right to the heart. And so that's another way that the Lord speaks. And um, so there are lots of different ways, but I will say too, scripturally, uh, which I don't know if you were going to get into this or not, but there's phrases in the Bible that you'll see that mm-hmm. speak to prophets and prophecy, and and which is the biblical term for hearing God's voice. That's sure. that's kind of what that phrase is. I um, was going to ask you to define the prophetic, and because I think sometimes people hear it and they're like, "Ooh, like yeah," you know, maybe especially if you're not from charismatic circles. And you've never heard someone all of a sudden you're just sitting in church and somebody starts prophesying and you're like, what is going on? You know, if you never had that experience, it could be strange or off-putting or whatever. So, uh, yeah, yeah, if you wanted to touch on that, just kind of defining for the audience what that is. Totally. So prophecy is hearing God's voice and then releasing what you're hearing. That is the very simplified essence of it. And so prophetic is when it's the function of God is speaking and we are hearing. And so scripturally in the Old Testament, you'll see the word seer, like, oh, they'll say prophet so-and-so was a seer or they'll call them a prophet. And so there's actually two terms used to describe um, someone who's a prophet who functioned in that role. And the difference is, and my husband falls, like when he functions prophetically, he falls more under prophet than seer and I'm a seer. And so Seer means that you'll see more more visual things through your imagination. You'll have dreams, you'll have pictures, um, you'll get impressions, you'll see patterns. So it's more of a visual vehicle of hearing God's voice. I do hear him like here when he's speaking thoughts to me, but many, many times it's a visual thing as well. And I find that that translates to the natural world as well. I have an eye for artistic design, graphic design, interior design, clothing, you know, all that. So it kind of translates to the creative too. My husband though, when he hears from the Lord, it's more of a, he's hearing God's voice, speaking ideas into his heart. And so Mm -hmm. he does get pictures, but predominantly it's a hearing function and, and both are totally valid. Both are the way that God speaks to us. I mean, think about how your, your mother maybe speaks to you. She can throw a look across the kitchen she can whisper in your ear. She can write a note in your lunch kit. She can shout at you. You know, she can just talk in normal voice. There's many different ways and volumes and vehicles of communicating. And so God, God does the same thing. But those are the two phrases you'll hear in scripture of, of the prophet. But when it comes to prophecy and prophetic function, um, this is where sometimes people will get confused also, is there's actually three different, I don't want to call them levels, but like, Realms of prophetic. I don't know if that's the right word either, but we'll call it levels for lack of a better term. So you have your spirit of prophecy, 
which is when, and we see that in scripture where Saul was anointed to be king. And then suddenly the spirit of God came on him and he began to prophesy. And so what a spirit of prophecy is when the Lord just comes on you in a moment. You can't explain it. Maybe you're in worship. Maybe you're around someone who's prophetic and that kind of rubs off, but the Lord will just come on you in a moment and you'll prophesy or you'll have a word from the Lord. And so that's a spirit of prophecy. It's something that just kind of happens and you you can't plan for it. Um, and then the gift of prophecy is when someone is built with an internal gifting to hear God's voice. They're just bent that way. That is something that's a gift that I carry. Sounds like it's a gift that you carry as well. And so it's something where we're just... We're just built that way. We just know God's going to speak to us. And so then the the next level is the prophet, the office of the prophet. Mm-hmm. And the office of the prophet is when they are given um, the fivefold offices. In Ephesians 4, God talks about the fivefold offices. And there are, sorry, there's layers to this. So there's the <laughs> gifts from God, there's the gifts of Christ, and then there's the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And so the gifts of the Holy Spirit we see in 1 Corinthians And then the gifts of Christ are the fivefold offices. And then we see that in Ephesians 4. And then the gifts from God are the gifts that are given to us at birth that are part of our personality, part of how we function in the world. And so I just love that all three of the Godhead are like, let's all give gifts. You know, they just are all excited about it. And so the fivefold offices is the apostle, the prophet, the evangelist, the pastor, and the teacher. And those are gifts from Christ, I think, because Christ is our brother. And he's like, hey, I want you guys to be mature. Ephesians 4 says that they're for the maturing of the saints. And they are considered, those are the people, church leaders usually, who are anointed in those places. And the way that you know they're anointed is they have a mandate from God to teach people how to move in those places. Mm -hmm. So an evangelist has an anointing and a responsibility to teach people how to evangelize, how to reach the lost. A prophet has an anointing and a responsibility to teach people how to hear God's voice. That's an office that I am called to is to teach people how to hear God's voice. The apostle um, sets order. The uh, They're like the father of the faith. They set things in motion. They're the ones who are oftentimes missionaries, our apostles. They go out, they'll start a work. They raise up people and they leave them to take care of it. And they start another work, you know, so apostles mm-hmm. are, are um, founding fathers. The uh, teacher, they have an anointing to teach you how to discern the word of God, to discern truth from falsehood and to teach you to mature in your understanding of the word of God. And then the pastor has an anointing to train you how to care for the soul of a person, to care for their feelings, to care for their their heart. They're the ones who are very compassionate, very empathetic. They they care for uh, the feelings of the flock and, and your practical needs and your practical concerns. And so the office mandate is is not what most people will operate in. If you operate in any of these, this one is the most accessible. The spirit of prophecy is the most accessible to the average believer. The Bible says that we should all desire to prophesy because of how it edifies others. And we all have access to the spirit of God. So we all have the ability to prophesy. And so that's the primary one. The gift of prophecy is given to us but you can ask for the gift of prophecy as well. It's not something that you just have to live without. The Bible says you can ask for those gifts. And so I say, ask for it if you're hungry for it. But the office of the prophet is um, is designated. Those people are called from before they were born. God ordained them to fulfill and walk in that office. So 
I hope I didn't make that complicated, but. No, amazing. I love that. The podcast is audio, but I love the word picture that you paint of of how that works, right? And how um, there's different callings on our lives and, and uh, different things that God does for us. There's two places I want to go with this. One, and we can make this quick because I feel like you've touched on it a lot, is how does one get better? At being able to hear the voice of God, maybe, you know, I'm just the average person. I don't have any special giftings, but you just said I can ask for it. So how can I get better at it? How can I exercise that muscle, if you will? Yes, that's a good question. That's an important question because a lot of people don't know you can exercise it. So your your five spiritual senses, just like your natural senses, taste, smell, touch, hearing, and Vision. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They all correlate to your spiritual senses. So those fivefold offices correlate to your spiritual senses. So the prophet develops your ability to see in the spirit. The evangelist develops your um, sense of taste in the spirit. Taste and see that the Lord is good. You're going to want to share when something tastes good. I want to share this with you. So that's the evangelist. The um, the apostle is the sense of hearing, um, hearing the voice of God and, and following in obedience, following his instruction. The teacher is the discernment, which is smell, the sense of smell, discerning truth from falsehood. And then the pastor is the sense of touch because it's all about the feelings, the the mm. the caring the tending and so developing your spiritual senses the bible says you develop your spiritual senses through exercise and so in the new testament it talks about developing your senses through practice and so you could develop your spiritual sense of seeing through practice and the way you can do that very simple things um when you feel like you hear god's voice obey and and the obedience is part of how you learn that now i one of the ways that i began to learn to hear god's voice was when I was in Bible school, I didn't like praying. I didn't have a very sturdy prayer life because everyone who talked about prayer talked about it like it was this horrible, torturous experience, like travailing for hours. And I was like, <laughs> who wants to do that? You know? And so I asked the Holy Spirit, teach me how to enjoy praying. And so he said, okay. And this was for me. I'm not saying this is a formula. It's not, but this mm-hmm. was for me. He said, spend 20 minutes a night in prayer it doesn't sound like much, but it's going to change your life. And so the first few nights I had lots to pray about. I hadn't hadn't prayed much, so I had a lot to pray about. Well, after two or three nights, I kind of, I'd pray for two or three minutes and then I'd run out of things. And so I was like, Lord, what do I pray about? And so I would just begin to ask him, I was like, well, is there something on your heart? And so I would kind of wait and listen and a thought would come up or someone would cross my mind. And maybe if I didn't know what was going on in their life, I'd say, Lord, is there something going on in their life that I should be praying about? And I would maybe get an impression or see a picture. And so I would just pray into that. And then when I would see that person the next day on campus, I would say, hey, I was praying for you last night. And I was, you know, praying for financial breakthrough and for maybe healing in your body. Those are the things that were on my heart. And they're like, oh my gosh, that's totally what I'm dealing with. Thank you so much. So in that very low risk exercise, you know, it's there's no risk for me to say I was praying for you and this is what I was praying about. Because even if it's not relevant, they can say, well, thanks for praying, you know, so there's no risk there. Um, And so, but it taught me that in those moments of prayer to recognize where, where in my body am I hearing from the voice of God? What does it feel like? What, what sensations do I experience when he's speaking to me? And so something like that, that you could, maybe you'd have your own version of that. I, one of our college students, he learned to hear the the voice of God in the kitchen. He didn't know how to cook. And so he'd go in the kitchen and he'd say, Lord, tell me what to cook. 
And the Lord would give him ideas and he would do it and he would create these beautiful recipes. And so that's how he learned to hear the voice of God. And so really it's more like putting putting something out there and saying, Lord, speak to me. And then when he speaks to you, then taking action on it. I know one simple thing people will do is they'll be like, when you have a waitress or you encounter someone you don't know, ask the Lord to speak something to you about them. The Lord has a bazillion thoughts about them. Ask him for one. And and then when you sh- when you feel something, you can just pose it in a non-weird way and just be like, hey, I just had this thought when you were over here about the something, a, a red wagon when you were a kid. Did you ever have a red wagon when you were a kid? And they're like, yeah, I did. Be like, oh, that's cool. And it's just a little, little way to test if you're hearing. And as you get better and you sharpen that sensitivity, then you can kind of step out further and ask the Lord for instructions when he's speaking. Say, okay, Lord, what do I do with that? Is there something you want me to say about that? Is there somewhere you want to go with that that would minister to this person? So there's ways to to exercise it, I recommend in very low risk ways where you're just kind of testing yourself. And so, yeah. I love that. It helps me to realize I am not crazy. Yeah, that is that was the Lord speaking to me in this event or that event. One of the things I wanted to get to before we wrap, which I think is really important. And I and I think like you said, God has a a calling and, and a gifting on your life that is uh, so special. And for me, um, in that moment where he was like, you're going to impact thousands with your story, right? And I'm like, what does this mean? And, you know, so here I go and I start a podcast. And now years later, I have this platform and I'm helping thousands of women through my podcast and through the word that God gave me. But really what happened was, was the obedience for someone else who helped me on that journey of starting that podcast. And so for you and for the listener, there is someone out there who maybe you don't hear from the Lord very often and you just want to ask him to speak to you more. Maybe you have that higher level of gifting where you do hear and see in the prophetic and you you do have a little bit of a prophetic gifting, like we were saying. I think we both have that. And then maybe, maybe there is a calling on your life that is higher than both those, because maybe there is a message in your heart that you don't know what you're supposed to do with it, but you know this is something that God keeps bringing to your mind and, and he wants you to get out to the world. And for me, that was uh, the message that I have from this podcast. Like I didn't know, it was just, just something that I could not let it go. It was something God would not let me let it go. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think, I'm pretty sure, with all the thousands of women who listen to this show, that there's a few out there who have that level of calling and gifting, and God is really speaking something very special to them. Mm. And I would say for that, you are an amazing podcast coach in that you could actually help some of these women Mm. take that message and bring it forth to the world Mm. in a way that's not done the world's way, but maybe that's done God's way. And I just want you to, A, speak into that a little bit. And you're not here by accident, right? You're here, A, obviously, because I wanted my listener to be hearing from God. But I think that there may also be somebody out there who who, all they need is like some sort of guidance. Help. Yeah. Yeah. And like, how would I even start? How do I know? Is this God telling me to do this thing? I've had the privilege of of being able to do that. I'm so thankful for that. And I'm, and now I'm thankful to have you to be able to say to her, Hey, if this is you and, and you might be thinking of it or or want some help or know someone Mm. who might be thinking of it and want some help, 
Sure. Here's some information about that. So talk to me a little bit about that and then let her know what she can do there. Absolutely. So listeners, whether you have a prophetic call on your life or something different, they're all valid and they're all essential. Um, And what I love about podcasting and part of the reason that I even got into podcasting was because I had gifts that I need to steward. I need to teach people how to hear God's voice. I need to teach the word of God. I need to preach. I need to do these things. I've got to I've got to do this. And I literally, as a as a married pastor's wife for years, and I started probably the podcast like five years ago. And so for 13, 14 years of married ministry life, had had almost no opportunities to teach the word of God besides, you know, one-on-one conversations or small groups. And it just wasn't scratching the itch that was in there. I'm like, I know my voice is supposed to go further. I know I'm supposed to impact more people. I have a responsibility. And I was starting to panic a little bit, feeling like my life was passing and I wasn't stewarding my gifts like they were meant to be stewarded. And so for a while, I felt discouraged that life could maybe impair my ability to fulfill the call of God on my life. (laughs) And then after two depressing months of believing that, I was like, I don't think I want to believe that anymore. And so I was like, at the end of my life, I'm going to stand before the Lord for how I stewarded what he gave me. And the Bible is very clear. We have a mandate and a responsibility to multiply what has been given us, the parable of the talents, the two that were considered good and faithful servants. They took what was given them and they multiplied it. The one that buried it and just gave back what was given to him, he was considered an evil, wicked servant. He did not multiply what God had given him. And not everybody is called to podcasting, but if you're listening and you have a message in your heart, whether it's the voice of God, whether it's about your marriage, whether it's about health and fitness, whether it's about um, whatever it may be, there's a message in your heart that's burning. And you're like, I just need a vehicle to get this out. I want to encourage you to connect with me because I can help you. And I remember learning to start podcasting was like years of like learning all the freaking things like email marketing and SEO and RSS and all these things. I had no clue what they were, Mm -hmm. but they were all an important part of having a successful podcast. And so I was learning and implementing and it was frustrating. It was years and the slow, hard journey and now we're in the information age and things expire within about 18 months to two years. Things change. The uh, the landscape changes in the digital world. And so learning quickly is really important, being able to implement quickly. And so I do have a podcast coaching program that is 10 weeks. And by I'm starting my next one September 10th, which it is going to be open for the first two weeks after it begins for enrollment. Um, and so by Thanksgiving, if you enroll, you would have a podcast by the holidays up, official, legit, ready to go. And then I even have a podcast network. Uh, It's called Imagine Media Podcast Network. For any believers or anybody who wants to join who's maybe coached with me or they're a believer and they're like, I want to be in a community of podcasters that share my values, that I can network with, that that we can monetize together, we can promote each other. It adds credibility to you as a podcaster. And then I continue coaching my network um, members as well in once a month coaching and so that we're all growing and staying on top of the trends and what's relevant. And so um, if anybody wants to check that out, you can go to javawithjenpodcast.org 
and you can get on there to book a call with me and see if it's a good fit for you. And if you'd like, I do have a freebie that I've made available. It's a seven-step podcasting essentials checklist. It's a free download. It gives you an eagle eye roadmap of step one to step seven of how to do a podcast or what needs to be done to have a podcast. It is not meant to be comprehensive. It's just a basic overview, but it's good for those who maybe just need a roadmap to look at. And so those are available. I think the links will be in the show notes. But yeah, I would love to connect with you if you are interested in starting a show. I want to help get your voice and your message out there and help you steward your gifts. I love that. Thank you so much. And also listeners, if maybe podcasting is not your thing and and this is not your calling, I still highly encourage you to check out Java with Jen podcast because There's just so many great episodes on there. I already told you I found her podcast and I started binging it because there's so many actual practical lessons about hearing the voice of God, a lot of which um, Jenny Lee has shared with us today. Uh, But then just so much other content that I think is really just great and helpful. And I highly recommend it. Thank you so, so much for your time and spending uh really teaching our audience and spending time with us today i really appreciate it i love you guys and until next week hey love i hope you enjoyed that episode if you found any value in it any teaching any transformation i encourage you to share it with a friend click the link go ahead and share it with a friend text it to somebody share it on instagram tag me at the grace fuels wife any of those things or maybe even write a review all those things are really the best way that you can thank me and it helps the show to get found by other amazing women just like you i love you and i'll see you on tuesday for another episode of the grace fueled wife